Hello, and a very good day to you. My name is Jim Harris, and this is Heritage Bible Radio. Heritage Bible Radio is an extension of Heritage Bible Church in Boise, where it's my joy to serve as the teaching pastor. Every day, we devote our radio time to studying a portion of the Word of God so you can know Him better through Jesus Christ and serve Him better through your local church. This week on Heritage Bible Radio, we continue with the Sermon on the Mount and the passage found in Matthew chapter 7, verses 13 and 14. This passage is the appeal toward which Jesus has been moving through the whole sermon. It is the call to become a citizen of God's kingdom, the call to inherit eternal life. It is his call to choose between the easy way, which comes naturally, and the hard way, which requires complete dependence on God's enabling and his grace. Like the cosmic true-false test of all time, the choices presented are in every case the difference between black and white, true and false, right and wrong, good and bad. Ultimately, they are the difference between heaven and hell. The decision you make about Jesus Christ and his kingdom is the most important decision in life. That's the decision before us in this passage. Please listen to today's slice of the message entitled, Two Gates. Maybe think of it as a, as a turnstile. The turnstile allows only one person through a gate at a time with no baggage. You cannot enter the kingdom of heaven by uniting with a group. Uh, you must come individually. Part of the twisted theology of the Pharisees was that by virtue of their genetic identification as descendants of Abraham, signified by circumcision, well, they were assured entrance into the kingdom. Look up that passage where they said, we have Abraham as our father, and we've never been uh, anybody's slaves. Half of that's true. Um, See what Jesus said to that. Pretty powerful. So, furthermore, this gate is narrow, so narrow that you have to leave everything behind in order to pass through it. You can't bring stuff with you. I accidentally had a uh, uh, good illustration of this. I I think it was in uh, uh, Kiev, Ukraine, heading down into the into the uh, subway, and it gets, you know, it's, it, it's crowded in that place. And then as you get to where you go to this gigantic escalator that takes you down about four stories underground, uh, it gets more and more crowded. And then you get to the, escal- to the escalator, you think it can't get more crowded, but it is. And if you're the American dude who hasn't been to his hotel yet, and you not only have a backpack on, you also are trailing a suitcase behind you, and you get there, it can get kind of dicey. And I got there, and it got real constricted, and then I stepped onto the top step, and it got more constricted just as my suitcase got hung up on the top of the escalator and ripped out of my hand. Now, if you're a preacher, everything is either um, a blessing, a trial, or both, or a blessing, a sermon illustration, or both. This was both. Uh, I thought, okay, that's gonna, this is going to be interesting here, but I was thinking, That's kind of like getting into the kingdom of heaven. You can't bring your suitcase. If only my backpack had been stripped off, it would have been a perfect illustration. Ah, but this one also turned into a blessing. 
I got about halfway down and I heard voices behind me and here comes my suitcase being passed along overhead from person to person to person and we were reunited at the bottom and that ruined the illustration. It's not like you check your bags and they get delivered to you in heaven. That doesn't work either. Now, what is it? Um, Baggage of sin, baggage of self-will, it can't be brought along. This is the gate of self-denial. Matthew 16, 24 and 25. Jesus said to His disciples, If anyone wishes to come after me, let him deny himself and take up his cross and follow me. For whoever wishes to save his life shall lose it, but whoever loses his life for my sake shall find it. Remember that rich young ruler that came to Jesus? He left that meeting that day very sad. Why? Because he was very rich and he wasn't willing to become poor. That doesn't mean you have to give everything away to get to heaven, but Jesus knew that guy's heart. He wasn't willing to let go of what was dear to him in his materialism. So he confronted him on the most personal level with what he confronts all of us generically in this passage. Will you love me more than anything else? To love God with everything you have is to jettison yourself. You give up your self-confidence, your self-achievement, your self-righteousness, your self-satisfaction. Anyone who tells you that in order to be more mature, you need to work on your self-image, they are preaching the anti-gospel. That's exactly the opposite. Now, I don't mean to get to heaven, you need to have a lousy self-image. What I mean is your self-image is irrelevant. It's what's your image in the eyes of God. You're a sinner, alienated from Him. You have no way to be reconciled because you can't be good enough. You can't atone for your own sin. But God did. And He says, come, enter by the narrow gate. You do that, you come empty-handed into the grace of God. You don't add Jesus on to the treasures that you've accumulated here on earth. You swap them out for the surpassing riches of knowing Him. I heard a modern illustration of that the other day. If I could remember who it was, I'd, I'd give him credit. They said, you can't have Jesus as an app. He has to be your operating system. And if you live in the 21st century, you might understand that. I, you know, I had to figure it out. Look again. Another aspect of the repentance that is part of genuine faith is about letting go of whatever else you might otherwise have brought. Again, do our text. Enter through the narrow gate, for the gate is wide and the, gate is broad, the way is broad that leads to destruction. There are many who enter by it, for the gate is small And the way is narrow that leads to life. And there are few who find it. The two gates lead to two ways. The wide gate leads to the way that is broad. The other one that is narrow, also translated small, that leads to the one that is constricted. This is the way of the godly. The broad is the way of the ungodly. You can take all the baggage you want on the broad way, These are the only two ways that anyone can travel through life. The narrow way 
is the way of blessing. So how can, how can it be blessed, the blessed way when I have to take everything that God has blessed me with and just let go of it? That's the beauty of it all. You get there standing only in His righteousness. I have a feeling that um, Jesus read the Psalms. You probably have two. Psalm 1, listen to this. See if this doesn't match the Sermon on the Mount. How blessed is the man who does not walk in the counsel of the wicked, nor stand in the path of sinners, nor sit in the seat of scoffers. But his delight is in the law of the Lord, and in his law he meditates day and night. Now, what does the law do? It teaches you about sin. The one who does that, he will be like a tree firmly planted by the streams of water, which yields its fruit in its season, and its leaf does not wither. And in whatever he does, he prospers. The wicked are not so, but they are like chaff which the wind drives away. Therefore, the wicked will not stand in the judgment, nor sinners in the assembly of the righteous. For the Lord knows the way of the righteous, but the way of the wicked will perish. It wasn't brand new that Jesus said, guys, there's two ways. One good, one bad. One right, one wrong. One heaven, one hell. One life, one destruction. The broad way looks like the easy way. Attractive, permissive, not controversial, not narrow-minded, be the the self-oriented way through life. The main rule is just don't hurt anybody. You don't need to take a stand against sin. You can just sort of ignore the rottenness in your heart, tone down the truth if it becomes offensive. You can even give lip service to God's Word, and you can uh, say you admire His standards, but just be sure you don't get so carried away as to actually study the Word of God or proclaim the Word of God or obey its standards. That's the broad way. Just float along with the currents of life. I think Jesus also read Proverbs. Proverbs 4.12, there is a way which seems right to a man, but its end is the way of death. That's the broad way. The narrow way, well, more constricted. It's demanding. It includes facing the truth. I read you Matthew's version of it. Here's Luke's version of it, Luke 9.23. He was saying to them all, if anyone wishes to come after me, in other words, if you want to be on the path he's on, if you want to end up in the kingdom where he's the king, if anyone wishes to come after me, let him deny himself and take up his cross daily, being willing to die in this life, and follow me. When you come to Christ... You commit yourself to a Lord who will use you. He will bless you. He will comfort you. He will encourage you. He will wipe away your tears. He will will sustain you through the hard times, but only when you truly commit yourself to His way. How did the Apostle Paul describe it? For me, to live is Christ. To die is gain. 
If you would like this message on Compact Disc, let me know and we'll send it to you. You'll receive the entire message, not just the portion on today's program. You can order by phone at 353-4036 or by writing to us at 7071 West Emerald, Boise, Idaho, 83704 or on the internet at hbc-boise.org. Heritage Bible Radio needs your prayers and your financial support. Once again, you can reach us online at hbc-boise.org or by telephone at 353-4036 or by writing to us at 7071 West Emerald, Boise, Idaho, 83704. And if you need a church home here in the Treasure Valley, I hope you'll visit us any Sunday at 7071 West Emerald. For Heritage Bible Radio, I'm Jim Harris. See you next time. Bye-bye.